Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports, Lou Dobbs, Business. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yeah, that's me. WABC News Time, 5 o'clock. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Good morning. It is Monday, March 20th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny day on the way. It's going to be awfully nice. High 52. Tonight, overnight, clear, low 37. And then tomorrow, right, first day of spring. Or at some point, it'll be spring tomorrow. And it'll even be warmer. Sunshine, high 61. If you are walking out the door with us right now, it is 30 and clear. So happy you're here. So much to get to. Of course, the big story here in New York is Donald Trump. Apparently, will be here Tuesday. We're not getting any confirmation from the Manhattan DA. But we'll get into that because there's a lot to get into before we get to 6 o'clock and sit in friends in the morning. I'm walking in the park yesterday, walking the dog. Uh, thankfully, I have a park that's like a half a block away from me where I can walk the dog uh, when it needs to do its thing. So I'm there Sunday morning early, I don't know, 730. And um, this woman runs up to me who I don't really know. I just know who she is because she also has a dog. And you start to get to know these faces. And she goes, is this your phone? And sure enough, it was my phone. I didn't even notice it was missing. I guess at some point it had fallen out as I was walking through the park. And so, you know, I thanked her profusely because I didn't even notice that my phone was missing. And what a hassle that would have been if I didn't have my phone because... Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. I'm one of those dopes who has that little mini wallet in the back of the phone where you put a couple credit cards and some cash and your license and that kind of thing. And that was all in there. And she said she had pulled out to see, you know, if my whose wallet it was. And she saw the picture and she said, oh, I know this guy. And then she found me like two minutes later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And um, I noticed and I thanked her, you know, I just like, OK, let's move on to the conversation. And she kept saying, I can't believe I found your wallet. I can't believe and you're here and I can't believe it. And then I realized she was looking for me to give her some money 
for finding my wallet. And because the conversation was just not ending, I kept going back in this circular motion to the fact that she had rewarded me by finding my wallet. And I thought, really? She really wants money from me? I mean, and I had had a moment, by the way. So it was karma and it came back. Good karma is I found someone's wallet in front of my house. This is like maybe two or three months ago. And I looked at the address on the driver's license and I walked it over to his house and I handed it to his wife. And the same thing. She was thankful. But I didn't expect any money. I just said, hey, here's your wallet. But this woman was was looking for money. And, and by the way, she knew I had cash. She had rifled through the back of my wallet. Uh, anyway, I did not give her any money. I don't know if that makes me a cheapskate. Maybe you think I'm wrong. You'll let me know. But I thought, you know, just doing a nice thing is probably a reward in itself. And the smile on my face and me saying thank you was reward enough. But apparently not. She was hoping maybe for a, a 20 spot or something. All right, let's get into the headlines. The top five at five. Will Donald Trump be fingerprinted and cuffed on Tuesday? A tragic tragic accident takes the lives of five in Scarsdale. It's all over for FTU, but Princeton is still in the dance. The man who crashed his plane on Long Island is a state lawmaker. And a new pop-up museum in Brooklyn celebrates our failures. 504, let's get into it on this Monday morning. It is all about this story with former President Trump. If you weren't paying attention over the weekend, on Saturday, he predicted he'll be arrested on Tuesday here in Manhattan on charges uh, of that are connected to the $130,000 hush money payment he allegedly paid to porn star Stormy Daniels back in 2016 to keep her quiet. This is all alleged. Uh, so he was uh, made the statement on Truth Social. This was on Saturday morning, writing it in all uh, you know capital letters and uh, said he's going to be arrested. And then actually after making that announcement and, of course, you know, the entire world's like, what? You know, uh, he then went to a wrestling match, uh, which you know, got onto a plane and went to a wrestling match in Oklahoma. And uh, some people showed up at the airport to with signs supporting him. Yeah, the whole day was just kind of I actually happened to be here doing news on Saturday. And of course, when someone lays a story into your lap like that on a Saturday, you're like, thank God. Uh, of course, everybody responding to this. So Democrats, Republicans, everybody's got their say. Let's start with uh, Arizona Senator Mark Kelly, who says nobody's above the law. We're a country of laws. I think it's very important for the Manhattan D.A. to look into this thoroughly. But the Arizona Democrat says he hopes the Manhattan D.A., Alvin Bragg, has a strong case against Trump because the arrest would, of course, be unprecedented. I would hope that if they brought charges that they have a, a, a strong case because it's unprecedented. Oh, I think I just said that. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he does not want any protests or violence if former President Trump is arrested. When President Trump made that announcement on Truth Social over the weekend, he called for protests. I don't think people should protest this, no. And I, I think President Trump, if you talk to him, he doesn't believe that either. I think they're worried, of course, about another January 6th. He's not talking in a harmful way. And nobody should. Nobody should harm one another in this. Former President, uh, Vice President Mike Pence, criticizing the Manhattan DA for pursuing these charges. The fact that the Manhattan DA thinks uh, that uh, indicting President Trump is his top priority, I think, is just tells you everything you need to know about the radical left in this country. Pence says indicting a former president would be politically charged. Well, yeah, no duh. Just feel like it's just not what the American people want to see. We got real challenges in this country today. 
Uh, let's go, let's see. New Hampshire Governor, there's so much sound here. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu urging Trump supporters to be peaceful. You want to make sure it's peaceful. We don't want history to repeat itself in, in overly negative ways. Yes, yeah, Sununu, of course, so possibly he's going to run for the White House. Uh, he says he doesn't like this at all. A lot of the Democrats have misplayed this in terms of building sympathy for the former president. And it, it does drastically change the paradigm as we go into the 24 election. All right. There's much more to get to on this story. We're going to get some response from the Manhattan DA, who has not confirmed this is actually happening. But we do have part of a memo he sent out to workers. WABC Newstime 509 talking about this potential indictment, potential arrest by Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. Donald Trump bringing him in. This is what Donald Trump claims. Nobody else has confirmed this story, by the way. But the former president saying that he is going to be arrested here in the city on Tuesday connected to that uh, alleged hush money payment he made to Stormy Daniels before the 2016 race. Uh, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg uh, sending out a memo to people in his office saying they're not going to be intimidated by the former president. But again, not confirming that any of this is happening. There is a rally uh, later today by the New York Young Republican Club outside Bragg's office. That's going to happen a little later today. Of course, we'll follow that as that goes on. Um, and then let's hear from some more people. So you have former New York Homeland Security head Michael Balboni. He's worried about security if these protests break out. He spoke out over the weekend. He says this is what security personnel are most worried about if Donald Trump ends up here on Tuesday to be arrested. A massive, violent disruption that was um, pre-planned, coordinated, and um, much further outside of just the courthouse. So he says the NYPD FBI Secret Service will be ready for whatever happens. It's all speculation at this point. But if that were to come to pass, this is a former United States president and um, who has millions of followers. So this could resonate throughout the entire nation. More from the former Homeland Security uh, head here in New York. It could be a very public, controversial event at a public facility. You'll see a, a massive presence uh, with all sorts of, of uh, limiting access, certainly cars and uh, trucks in and around the area. Yeah, I mean, there's the worry is this a security nightmare if do protests do break out again? None. Of, there's no confirmation this is actually happening, but this is all from the former president who was sending out these messages on Truth Social over the weekend. Of course, now you got legal experts weighing in, which I'm kind of curious about. The former. Deputy Assistant Attorney General Tom Dupree says he doesn't think this would affect Trump's campaign at all if it does happen. He can keep doing what he's doing. In other words, there's no legal impediment to him continuing to run as a candidate for president of the United States. But he does say there could be fallout from fellow Republicans. The only obstacle here is political. Obviously, if if this indictment happens, it will become a constant topic of conversation in the campaign. And it may pose you know political concerns. OK. Keep it here, 77 WABC. We'll have everything on the protests, the potential indictment, the potential arrest. If it happens, you'll hear about it right here, 77 WABC. WABC News Time 512. I would suggest this story is much bigger than the Donald Trump story. Today, Chinese leader Xi Jinping is meeting with Vladimir Putin in Moscow. Today's meeting in Moscow between the Chinese and Russian leaders is a political boot for an isolated Vladimir Putin after the International Criminal Court charged him 
with war crimes in Ukraine. On Fox News Sunday, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said the U.S. will be monitoring for news about what the two leaders say about Ukraine. China has not condemned Putin's invasion of Ukraine. They are still buying uh, Russian oil and energy resources. Uh, and, uh, and they have at least given tacit uh, approval because they've taken the Russian claim that, that this is somehow an existential threat against Russia, that, that the war is the West's fault. Beijing called for a ceasefire last month, but Washington said that would ratify the Kremlin's battlefield gains. Donna Water, Washington. WABC News Time 513. Let's bring it back home. Four teenagers, an eight-year-old, all lost their lives yesterday when a vehicle hit a tree in Scarsdale. Nine-year-old boy was the only survivor. Westchester County Police say the Nissan SUV went off the road on the hutch uh, in Mamaroneck, uh, near the Mamaroneck Road Bridge. This was about one in the morning. The car hit a tree, burst into flames. It was a 16-year-old who is at the wheel, and his father spoke to CBS about that. It was a cousin. They're more brothers, brothers and sisters, because that's how close they are. Yeah, so he says everybody in the car was related. It was either siblings or cousins. They spent weekends together. One of the cousins lives in Brooklyn. The rest of them are from Derby, Connecticut. That's his thing. He goes to the ball. He goes to get his ice cream with his cousin. They go to the movies. They walk around the mall. They do what teenagers and kids do, you know? So that's, it's just, I didn't know he was driving by himself. Yeah, so here's the story. is That's the dad. His son was the one who was killed at the wheel. He said uh, his son did not have a driver's license. He had begged him not to get behind the wheel of a car. He did not know his son was driving on early Sunday morning with a car full of kids. No, he didn't. Were you aware that he was driving in general? Yeah, I was, and I told him, his mother told him, his his older brothers told him, stop driving without a license, without no permit. Anything can happen. You can get pulled over. You can get in trouble for these things. Stop doing this. Yeah, so again, uh, the people all killed in this accident between the ages of 8 and 17. I mean, just horrendous. The 9-year-old who was in the back of the car was able to get out when it caught fire. He's going to be okay. Uh, all of the victims are from Derby, Connecticut, but I guess one of them has some sort of connection to Brooklyn. It's not really clear what that is. So far, the identities have not been released. Police expected to release those names later today. 515, now let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk and say good morning. Happy Monday, Justin Ellick. Good morning, Gnome Lady. Happy Monday to you as well. The Rangers unleashed on the Nashville Predators at home last night, bearing them by a score of 7 to nothing. Six first-period goals for the Blue Shirts. Put this one away early, and 22 saves from Yaroslav Halak secured the shutout for New York. Andre Miller made his presence felt in that big first period, registering two goals and two assists in the first 20, including this wrister from the point to put the Rangers up five to nothing at the time. Paco in deep. Check there by Keeper Sherwood, number 44. Shot by Miller. He scores. Keandre Miller. 
That call courtesy of MSG. The Blue Shirts will get set to host the Carolina Hurricanes next to come tomorrow night. Out in Tampa Bay, the Devils were victorious as well. Besting the Lightning 5-2. Jesper Bratt locked up his first NHL hat trick with three goals on the night, helping New Jersey overcome a two-goal deficit. To secure the win and snap their three-game losing streak, they sit in third place in the Eastern Conference, just a point back of the aforementioned Hurricanes. The Devils will stick it uh, stick at home, where they'll welcome in the Minnesota Wild next tomorrow night. On the hardwood, the Nets fell at home to the Denver Nuggets, 108-102 to being your final score. Nikola Jokic had 22 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists in his 28th triple-double of the season, while McCall Bridges led the Nets in scoring with his 23 points. Brooklyn will try and bounce back come tomorrow night when they host the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Knicks return to the court tonight at the Garden for a 7.30 p.m. tip against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And elsewhere around the world of sports, the Sweet 16 has been decided in this year's NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. FDU's magical run fell short last night against 9-seed FAU, but they'll live vicariously through 15-seed Princeton, who are still alive, is only the fourth 15-seed to reach the Sweet 16 in men's March Madness history. After a couple of nights off, your tournament action will resume this Thursday night. And with a 14-2 thumping of Team Cuba in the semifinals last night, Team USA has advanced to the finals of the 2023 World Baseball Classic. Team Mexico and Team Japan will face each other tonight for the right to join Team USA in the finals. Here with sports, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. So much more to get to on this Monday morning as we work our way up to sit in friends in the morning at 6 o'clock. It's all over for FDU, but Princeton is still in the dance. And the man who crashed his plane on Long Island is a state lawmaker. We'll get the details of that as well. But first at 520, a check of Wall Street. Here's Lou Dobbs. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. The banking crisis still rattling Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrials lower for the week. Regional bank stocks, the biggest losers, First Republic Bank, had more than 30% in Friday's session alone. Larger banks suffering as well. Bank of America down 3%. Wells Fargo down 5%. The Fed's March meetings kick off tomorrow. The next interest rate hike announcement should come Wednesday. Consensus estimates are the Fed will raise rates by another 25 basis points, some forecasting no rate hike at all. Broader economic concerns weighing on crude oil futures. West Texas Intermediate crude down 13% last week. The benchmark sitting at $66 a barrel, the lowest level since December of 2021. Nike headlines retail earnings tomorrow. Wall Street analysts expecting revenue to rise more than 4%. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. WABC News Time 521. Let's bring it up to Brooklyn. Rather, check that. Queens, uh, police searching for three men after a smoke shop worker was shot dead. This was in Queens Saturday afternoon at noontime. Video shows what appears to be three gunmen run out of a place called the Plug Smoke Shop. This is in Jamaica. They fired a bunch of shots, killed one of the workers. We just hear boom, 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 gunshots. And then that's when my coworker was like, Oh, it's not. A smoke shop just got robbed. He was still breathing, but we already knew he wasn't going to make it. These dopes, they walked away with $50. They kill a guy for $50. I just saw him, um, the cops pumping his heart. I saw someone crying. Yeah, I told him it was a girlfriend. It seemed very nice. It's sad. It was no need. I'm like, why would you shoot him? Being a worker, you know, you're trying to do a job and it's not even your own business. 
like your own establishment and you're dying for somebody else. The man killed just 20 years old. So far, police have not caught up with these killers, but matter of time, I'm sure, until they do. 522, Senator Elizabeth Warren says Jerome Powell has failed as the chairman of the Fed. Jerome Powell just took a flamethrower to the regulations, weakened them, weakened them, weakened them, weakened dozens of the regulations. The Massachusetts Democrat taking to the news shows over the weekend says that Powell's partly responsible for the recent collapse of two banks, of course, one here in New York, the other out in Silicon Valley. Price gouging, uh, supply chain kinks, the war in Ukraine. All it does, at least by the way the chair wants to do this, is put millions of people out of work. And Warren says of the Fed chair, Powell has failed when it comes to monetary policy as well. He's failing both as the oversight manager of these big banks, which is his job, and also what he's doing with inflation. Some lawmakers talking about over the weekend their trip to Mexico. They met up with the nation's president. Republican Senator John Cornyn says he wants to know why so many people on the terror watch list are being caught crossing from Mexico into his home state of Texas. So he went to Mexico to find out. Part of the problem is that when you basically open your borders, you don't know who's going to be attracted. A new number show that there were 16 terror watch list arrests at the southern border. That was just in February. The head of the Border Patrol says they've caught nearly 1 million immigrants from 147 countries since the start of the fiscal year. <laughs> That's outrageous. If they can get to El Paso, Texas, people from anywhere on the face of the planet can get here. And that is a huge vulnerability. And the senator says, Senator Cornyn says, we need to take these terror watch lists more seriously than we are right now. We can't assume that everybody who's coming across the border has uh, benign intentions. WABC News Time 524. What a crazy weekend it was for FDU. Did you watch that game on Friday night? They knocked off number one seed Purdue, FDU, only the second 16 seed in NCAA history to ever do so. I sat down. I put my money, by the way. I did bet on them because if you weren't listening, but I had done this whole bit on FDU during my nuggets at 825 on Sid and Friends in the Morning. And that that was my team and I was going to follow them. So I said... I was with my one of my kids, and I said, hey, put some money down on FanDuel, and he did, <laughs> so we made some good money off that game. Uh, it ended all last night for FDU. Uh, Florida Atlantic uh, beat them 78-70, to 70. but if you missed that moment when they beat Purdue on Friday night, it was pretty great. To lob, and that will do it. FDU believe it for just the second time ever. A 16 beats a yeah, we were dancing around our living room last night. FDU fans gathering on campus uh, in the basketball gym, which, by the way, it looks like a high school gym. It is not a huge place. And they were there to root their nights on. It feels good like to know that these guys are going to do something big. You know, like they're going to shock the world. And to see that, you know, they're doing this, it's a, it's a huge respect to everybody that came before them. Other fans, they traveled all the way to Columbus, Ohio to watch the game in person. I watched them win the last tournament to get in, so, you know, this is just a repeat, and they actually won the first round, so it's mad cool. It's, like, exciting, you know? These guys have worked so, so hard. The coaches are amazing. 
it just, it was amazing. They earned it, they deserved it, and by the end of the game, even the Purdue fans knew that we were the right team to win. I don't know if that's the case, but the Knights managed to get within 76-70 to 70 last night against Florida Atlantic, but it was not meant to be. Stay hungry, you got it. We're all here supporting you, no matter what, we love you guys, and you're going to do the best you can. Let's go! Yeah, there you go. Uh, so down the turnpike in Princeton, they are still dancing there. Number 15, Princeton, cruised to another upset after blowing out number 7, Missouri, 77-63, to 63, second round of the tourney. Its largest margin of victory, by the way, by a 15 seed in the history of the tournament. Princeton hedge coach uh, Mitch Henderson says he's very proud of his Princeton team. Uh, not only are they really smart, but apparently they can play basketball too. Um, uh, it, it is a it is an absolute pleasure being around these guys. They um, they just grit their teeth and they do it. It's, it's tough, and we finally made shots. All right, so Jersey still has one school left in the tournament. They will play Princeton. Will play Creighton in the Sweet Sixteen. If uh, it'll be the Tigers' first Sweet Sixteen appearance since 1967, so you realize how huge that is. For the university. We are just getting started on this Monday morning. So much more to get to. New York City is starting to crack down on those people who cover up their license plates to save on tolls. So you might think twice if you're somebody who's doing that. Some good news. Traffic deaths actually going down in New York City. We'll tell you why. And New York City fighting hard for the Democratic Convention over the weekend. Those stories and more coming up. But first, it's 529. The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. On 77 WABC. WABC. This is the 77 WABC News Hour with Noah Layden. Yep, that's me. 5.30 on a Monday morning. Good morning. It is Monday, March 20th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, high 51. Tonight and overnight, clear, low 37. And then Tuesday, sunshine, warmer, high 59. If you are walking out the door with us and so happy you are, it is 30 and clear. So much more to get to in this final half hour as we work our way up to sit in friends in the morning at 6 o'clock. How about some good news that's sort of tinged with some bad news? Traffic deaths in New York City are on the decline for the first time since 2018, which is leading a national trend that's going the other way. New York City is leading a, a decline of those numbers. Department of Transportation Commissioner Adonis Rodriguez there says a spike in reckless driving during the pandemic led to a rise in crashes and deadly traffic accidents. You probably saw it. People were driving nuts during the pandemic. But since then and since the city implemented 24-7 speed cameras across the city, uh, those traffic deaths and accidents have gone down some 30%. That's pretty good. We are not telling people not to drive. What we're telling people is drive at the speed limit, which is 25 miles per hour. Yeah, I, I don't know about anybody's driving 25 miles per hour, but those speed cameras, right, if you have ways on, it, it warns you there's a speed camera coming up. And 
people get that warning, they'll slow it down. And while we're talking about that, New York City starting to crack down on retailers who sell those license plate covers. Maybe you're somebody who has one. You definitely have seen people who have them where you can't make out the license plate as you drive behind them. And those are people, of course, who are trying to rip off the system, don't want to pay tolls because if they go through one of those tolls, right, those cameras are there to take pictures. They can't take pictures of the license plate. So now the city's going to go after the retailers who sell them too, not just the people who drive the cars with those plates. These covers have no legitimate purpose but to allow people to break the law. Yeah. All right. So city hall leaders say the covers are used to conceal license plates so drivers can uh, avoid law enforcement cameras and tolls. And they say it costs the city millions of dollars. Amazon has already stopped selling the license plate covers to New Yorkers. So if you sign on in New York through Amazon, you can't buy them. But I guess if you get somebody to buy it for you in Jersey, they can send it to you. Uh, AutoZone has stopped selling them. Advanced Auto Parts says its 33 locations across New York City will stop selling them too. Other retailers engaged in this behavior should take notice. The city is intent on enforcing its laws. It's not clear what they're going to do to these establishments if they find them selling them, but they will be a little bit harder to get in the coming days. WABC Newstime 534, Mayor Adams, elected officials, workers' unions, they were all gathering in Times Square over the weekend to rally for the city to host the 2024 Democratic National Convention. Adams says the city, with its diversity, represents the American dream better than any city across the nation. You bring your culture, you bring your lifestyle, you bring your vision, and you add it to the American dream, and that's the combination that makes us Great. So the last time the DNC was held here in the city, you have to go back to 1992. That's when former President Bill Clinton was elected. Officials uh, touted everything the city has to offer during this rally on Saturday. One of the people there, Congressman Jerry Nadler. Democratic conventions in New York have sent winning candidates to the White House. What other city has the, has all the hotels, the shops, the restaurants... The museums, the Broadway theater, none. The theater, the uh, Big Apple up against Chicago and Atlanta. So, I mean, it should be a no-brainer, you would think. Manhattan Borough President Mark Levin is uh, Levine is not pulling any punches in the competition. If you want to go out to dinner at Cracker Barrel, you can go to one of the other host cities. If you want to enjoy the best restaurants on earth, you come to New York City. I never thought Cracker Barrel was that awful of a place. Madison Square Garden, by the way, proposed as the central convention site with the Jacob Javits Center to play a supporting role as well if New York were to win that bid. The pilot behind Friday's emergency beach landing on Long Island has revealed at the controls was Queens Assemblyman Clyde Vanell. He's okay. Uh, this woman, she was on the beach uh, in Shoreham when they landed the plane there. They had engine failure. She watched the plane land. In fact, for a moment as she was watching the plane land on the sand, she thought she might be hit. She was not. She ran for cover. So obviously it's a span of a few seconds, but I'm thinking he's too close to me. I'm thinking to hide behind that stone just in case. And then next thing you know, they crash. So amazingly, Vanell and a passenger were able to walk away from this crash unharmed. The FAA today, they are investigating.
There was a show of solidarity for the LGBTQ community as lawmakers, other groups hosted the first of its kind drag story hour readathon for families in the city yesterday. Readathon took place at an LGBT community center in the village. Uh, Sunday morning, drag performers read to kids and parents. The baby couldn't decide what to be. Oh, oh my goodness. Boy or girl? Bird or fish? Cat or rabbit? Tree or star? So the baby looked a little like everything. A drag queen or not? Boy, that would be annoying to listen the to. The baby couldn't decide what to be. Yeah, okay. <gasps> The children heard stories about gender identity, being non-binary, trying to make friends at school. And um, there were people who were outside the story time who were upset it's taking place. They say it's all about inappropriate grooming of kids. We are gay, but we stand against you people. We are gay people. We are gay. We are gay. You do not believe in inclusion. Yeah, nobody would believe that they were gay, but... They said they were. New York State Attorney General Letitia James was the one who sponsored this whole thing. And I don't know a lot of children who have been harmed by a drag readathon. But I know a lot of children who have been harmed by guns. So why don't you focus on that? WABC News Time 539. Let's go out to New Jersey. The New Jersey Attorney General releasing body cam footage in a deadly police-involved shooting took place earlier this month of an anti-violence activist in Patterson, Najee Seabrook, uh, was having a mental health crisis. This was back on March 3rd. He locked himself inside his bathroom. He was armed with knives. So his mother, she called police to come to help convince him to come out of the bathroom. And here's a little bit of what it sounded like. You can hear it was a pretty desperate situation. That was the mother captured on video pleading with Seabrook to come out. You can also hear cops and EMTs trying to reassure the 31-year-old who has a history of mental health issues that they were going to offer him help and not hurt him. Now, we're here for, for your well-being, to make sure that you're okay. Yeah, at one point, uh, he opened the door. It looked like he was going to come out. Then he shut it again. Who's the person that you, you're, that is holding you there? Uh, I some cops. Yeah, so then he eventually did open the door and he lunged at those officers with a knife. The officer shot and killed him. Now the attorney general is investigating this case. Lawmakers in Westchester County set to vote on a law inspired by embattled Congressman George Santos. This is happening in a number of places. The law would require candidates for public office to disclose school and work histories up front before they get elected. Uh, well, George Santos did that. It just none of it was true. Officials say they use uh, the they say the drama surrounding uh, Santos, who admitted to lying about his background, was the origin for this new legislation. This isn't the first law inspired by Santos so far. There are at least three other reform proposals, including one in Nassau County, where Santos won, that calls for a set of background checks for candidates and a misdemeanor charge for lying. But if they get misdemeanor charge for lying to politicians, they'll all be charged, won't they? Uh, Santos recently filed a new statement of candidacy to the FEC, indicating that he's still running uh, and he will run in two years so he can continue to raise campaign cash. 541. Friday marked two years since a brutal acid attack on a Long Island woman, and there's still no arrest or motive. Nafia Ikram had just parked outside her family's home in Elmont when a man walked up the driveway and threw acid in her face. It has scarred her 
for life. I've had eight surgeries so far. I'm still disabled. I can't see out of my right side right now. She was 21-year-old student at Hofstra University at the time. Nassau County Police now offering an increased reward of $50,000 for tips that lead to an arrest of her attacker. It's two years now. They have no idea who had a beef against her. They know, have no idea who this guy is. So they're hoping someone knows something and will say something. Nafia hopes so, too, because she wants him to get his. I know that you're going to get your karma one day. That's all I have to say. Yeah, maybe that $50,000 reward will encourage somebody to come forward. Let's go out to Arizona. Arizona to Senator Mark Kelly wants lawmakers from both sides of the aisle to work together on border security and immigration reform. He was making his rounds on the news shows yesterday. The steps that have been taken are positive. There's still more that needs to be done. First term Democrat stressing he doesn't always agree with his own party on immigration issues, saying lawmakers in border states like his, Arizona and Texas, have known for years the border needs to be more secure. This is very challenging for border states. And if you're a small town on the southern border, this has been a real struggle and we've got to do more. So Kelly calling for comprehensive bipartisan immigration reform. He says it's time for Democrats and Republicans to figure this all out. It's good for our economy. It'll help us grow our GDP. I really get incredibly frustrated that we haven't been able to provide a pathway to citizenship for dreamers. Yeah, not everybody agrees on that. And down in Mexico, Mexico's president claims his country is safer than the U.S. as he pushes back against travel warnings following the recent kidnapping and murders of those Americans who are from South Carolina. Experts say this is typical rhetoric we should expect from a socialist regime. This is Professor Gary Howe at Rice University, who's really mad at Mexico. He's going to say anything and everything that is opposite to what we say, even if it's ludicrous. So Hale claims Mexico's murder rate is among the highest in the world, with tens of thousands of people reported missing each year. No different than Putin saying, we're going to go to Ukraine to get rid of the Nazis. Everybody knows that's not true. Hale says, like uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin, he says these autocrats, like Mexico's president, will say anything to convince Americans to keep coming and spending their dollars there. Those statements that he made about there's no fentanyl in Mexico, is like a fantasy. It's just not reality. WABC News Time 544. A lot of people dreaming of winning the lottery, but if you do hit the jackpot, like Powerball or Mega Millions, that means a lot more to consider at tax time. Uh, this is a tax tick from William Hesch, who has a tax firm. Well, I'm not sure why this is a big story, but apparently for if you've won a couple million, this is a big story. You can claim the prize as a partnership with your family. Sometimes you have groups of employees at a company that have a partnership. The entity that we claim would be a partnership or a limited liability company. You would have to prove that. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, this is a problem for three people in the country. Okay. 545, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk where we say hello uh, again to Justin Ellis. Well, hello again, Noam Layden. We will start on the ice with the Rangers. They unleashed on the Nashville Predators at home last night, burying them by a score of 7-0. to zero. Six first-period goals for the Blue Shirts. Put this one away early and 22 saves from Yaroslav Halak. By the way, the, the last two games against Pittsburgh and Nashville, they've outscored their opponents 13 to nothing. Yeah, they're on some some, <laughs> yeah. some type of goal-scoring run here. How about that? So Halak gets 22 saves for uh, the Rangers, and they secure the shutout. Andre Miller made his presence felt in that big first period, registering two goals and two assists in the first 20, including this wrister from the point to put the Rangers up 5 to nothing at the time. Paco in deep. 
there by Keith Sherwood, number 44. Shot by Miller. He scores! Keandre Miller with his second of the game. That call courtesy of MSG. The Blue Shirts will get set to host the Carolina Hurricanes next come tomorrow. Right? Out in Tampa Bay, the Devils were victorious as well, besting the Lightning 5-2. Jesper Bratt locked up his first NHL hat trick with three goals on the night, helping New Jersey overcome a two-goal deficit to secure the win and snap their three-game losing streak. They sit in third place in the Eastern Conference, just a point back of the aforementioned Hurricanes. The Devils will stick at home where they'll welcome in the Minnesota Wild next tomorrow night on the hardwood. The Nets fell at home to the Denver Nuggets, 108-102 being your final score. Nikola Jokic had 22 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists in his 28th triple-double of the season, while Mikhail Bridges led the Nets in scoring with his 23 points. Brooklyn will try and bounce back come tomorrow night when they host the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Knicks return to the court tonight at the Garden for a 7.30 p.m. tip against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And elsewhere, the Sweet 16 has been decided in this year's NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. FDU's magical run fell short last night against 9-seed FAU, but they'll live vicariously through 15-seed Princeton, who are still alive as only the fourth 15-seed to reach the Sweet 16 in Men's March Madness history. After a couple of nights off here, tournament action will resume this Thursday night and with a 14-2 thumping of Team Cuba in the semifinals last night, Team USA has advanced to the finals of the 2023 World Baseball Classic. New, uh, Team Mexico and Team Japan will face each other tonight for the right to join USA in the finals. Here were sports. You've been watching those games? Uh, I did watch uh, last night until they were up about 7-1 to one, and then I was like, alright, this is pretty much in the bag and let's go to sleep. I think it's pretty exciting. I kind of like the World Baseball Classic. Well, I wanted to, you know, Piss all over it, but no, yeah, it's fun. I uh, really enjoy seeing like the guys that you know really played in the Cuban National Series. Like last night, it was cool to watch these guys come up and they're like, "This, you know, this guy hasn't played one major league baseball game, but he leads all of Cuba Cuban baseball right. history with 450." Well, home don't, runs. don't talk about watching it, please. Don't, don't talk about it. If <laughs> you asked. watch it, don't ask. He you, asked. You're a purist. Yeah. You just asked. I'm just answering Noam's question. I think it's more, more interesting even than ask. watching the Mets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. At least you got to see Edwin Diaz in the World Baseball yeah, Classic. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're not going to be able to see him in any Mets games this That's year. True. <laughs> I'm Justin Alec with your sports. WABC News Time 515. Let's catch you up on some of the big stories of the morning. Former President Trump starting off his Saturday by going to his Truth Social account, announcing that he's going to be arrested here in the city on Tuesday, all in connection to this $130,000 hush money payment the former president allegedly made to porn star Stormy Daniels before the 2016 election. Everybody, of course, weighing in on whether this is even going to happen, if it's going to happen, what will happen if it does. Senator Mark Kelly, a Democrat, he says uh, nobody is above the law. We're a country of laws. I think it's very important for the Manhattan DA to look into this thoroughly. The Arizona Democrat saying he hopes the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, has a strong case. I would hope that if they brought charges that they have a, a, a strong case because it's unprecedented. Donald Trump had called for protests if he is arrested here on Tuesday. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy hopes those protests don't take place. I don't think people should protest this, no. And I, I think President Trump, if you talk to him, he doesn't believe that either. He did call for them, uh, but, of course, Republicans worried about something like another January 6th taking place. He's not talking in a harmful way, and nobody should. Nobody should harm one another in this. Trump's uh, former sidekick, Vice President Mike Pence, criticizing the Manhattan DA. The fact that the Manhattan DA thinks uh, that uh, indicting President Trump is his top priority, I think, is just tells you everything you need to know about the radical left in this country. Pence insisting, like many in New York, would probably insist that there's bigger fish to fry than the president. Just feel like it's just not what the American people want to see. We got real challenges in this country today.
And then you have some of his potential competitors, Trump's potential competitors, I should say, like New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu urging Trump supporters to be peaceful. You want to make sure it's peaceful. We don't want history to repeat itself in, in overly negative ways. A lot of the Democrats have misplayed this in terms of building sympathy for the former president. And it, it does drastically change the paradigm as we go into the 24 election. And by the way, nobody's given us any confirmation on this is actually going to happen. The D.A. not saying it's going to happen. Uh, there is word that security personnel are getting ready for this to take place. If it does, you have the FBI, Secret Service, all those involved, uh, NYPD. Former Homeland Security head chief Mike Balboni uh, weighing in on what it looks like for the security personnel if these protests pop up. It's all speculation at this point. But if that were to come to pass, this is a former United States president and um, who has millions of followers. So this could resonate throughout the entire nation. And here's what he says you should expect to see Tuesday if this does happen, if this arrest takes place. It could be a very public controversial event at a public facility. You'll see a massive presence uh, with all sorts of of, uh, limiting access, certainly cars and uh, trucks in around the area. Of course, keep it here. 77 WABC, if if and when this takes place, we will be all over that story. The other big story of the morning, just a really tragic one. Four teenagers. What's not happening? He's not getting arrested. You got word that he's not getting arrested? I'm just telling you, it's not happening. I just spent five minutes telling people. Uh, you're he's wasting be everybody's time. He's not. He's not getting arrested. You know why? Why is that? He didn't commit a crime. Well, the DA apparently. No, it doesn't matter. What the DA thinks he did not commit a crime. The DA doesn't like him. He wants people to think he committed a crime. You're right. He did not commit a crime. You can bet every dollar in your bank account right now that President Trump will not be arrested tomorrow. Bet uh, it all. I have a lot in my bank account because I bet it. On, I bet on FDU. On well, Friday. there you go. There you go. So I'll put. So you, I should put all that money I all want on it. FDU. He is not getting arrested tomorrow. Okay. I okay. mean, it's exciting, and he's got all of his people all jizzed up, and go out there and protest, and you're talking about it all morning long like a dummy. It ain't happening. <laughs> I'm just reporting what I'm being told. I understand. But you you got to break a law to get arrested. That's about. You can't just. You can't just. I don't like him. I'm going to arrest him. He did not break any laws. Not right. even close. All right. This he did a, nothing wrong, let alone break a law. This so, all according to Sidney Rodberg. You have an inside source on this Well, I, you know, I can't tell you that. You can. <laughs> Come on. You know Nobody's listening. Oh, that's not true. You actually get very good ratings. <laughs> I do. Thank you. I mean, wait till I talk about my ratings that are on today. You oh. know, today, the uh, the February comes out at noon today. Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh, exciting. And I don't want to tip my hat, but 8.4. Come on. The, You've seen the numbers? The third week of February, 8.4. Come on. Come on, you got to be kidding Stern me. Howard Stern didn't get that number. No. I know. So I won the uh, New York with a 7.6 in January. I'm trending higher in February. We'll find out at noon. All right. Well, I can't wait for that. Well, hmm. You have a, you can make much more money betting on uh, me winning every month than betting that President Trump will be arrested tomorrow. Okay. Just leave it at that. All right. I'm going <laughs> to take that FanDuel money from FDU and place it on you, Sid. Nah, there you go, Noam. Yeah. That's a smart man. Hey, last night was the opening for Bob Fosse's Dancing, returned to Broadway for the first time since 1978. Wayne Salento uh, is the director. It features 22 dancers, apparently got decent reviews. I think we've, like, done a 1978 to a 2023 interpretation really well. Dancer uh, Crystal Mackey from East New York is making her Broadway debut in this show. Just to get to be able to live my dream at home, um, 
um, for all my family and friends to see is truly just amazing. Yeah, so dancing opening on Broadway last night. New York City has a museum now showcasing some companies' biggest product flops. I'm kind of curious about this. It's called the Museum of Failure. And here's the founder, Samuel West, who says he had a hard time getting the companies to release their failed products to him. I thought, of course they'll send them to me. That was stupid. Uh, Nobody sent anything to me. And I had to buy the stuff on eBay and Craigslist. Yeah, so this uh, pop-up museum is in Brooklyn's Industry City. Some of the featured failed products will include Crystal Pepsi. I remember that. Laser discs and the hula chair. I don't remember the hula chair. Oh, Google Glasses. Yeah, that was a total failure. Uh, failure. E.T. Atari games. Some of those things in the Museum of Failure. This game go down, goes down in history as the worst game ever made. Yeah, okay. Pop-up museum will run through May 14th in Industry City. And lastly, uh, Bruce Willis. Turning 68 yesterday, his wife, Emma Henning, marking the day with a candid message about caring for someone living with frontotemporal dementia. Uh, he's apparently in bad shape, so she took to Twitter and all the other social media platforms talking about what Bruce is going through. Sometimes in our lives, we have to put our big girl panties on and, uh, and get to it. And that's what I'm doing. Um, but I do have times of sadness every day, <laughs> grief every day. Um, and I'm really feeling it today um, on his birthday. Yeah, the whole story with Bruce Willis, so sad young guy. Of course, uh, sometimes it's just as hard being or harder being the caretaker than being the person who's going through all that. We're just about a minute away from the Monday edition of Sit and Friends in the Morning. Let's find out what's coming up on the big show today from Justin Ellis. Well, thank you, Noam. Big Monday morning program. Get your week started in the right way. Bottom of each hour, you don't want to miss our 77 WABC clip of the day featuring the boss today, the Cats Roundtable, John Katsimatidis. 9.40 this morning, your Monday morning edition of the Peerless Spoilers Sid's Take Trivia Game. And in the way of guests today, 7.40 this morning, kicking things off, it's going to be Rich Lowry for his Monday weekly Monday morning segment 805 Sid's dear mother Naomi Rosenberg will be hopping on the program 825 this morning some nuggets with Noam Layden 840 this morning the great lawman Alan Dershowitz 905 this morning Radio Hall of Famer Dan Mason and uh, that's Monday morning for you Noam you ready to go I am it sounds like a great one yeah just seconds away we're out of here hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.